You're listening to the Moments of Clarity podcast. Hello, my name is Fergal O'Keefe and you're very welcome to the podcast where we will feature global experts on leadership, change and emotions, sharing their real life experiences and how they've used emotional intelligence to see the world and themselves more clearly. Every Wednesday, I will ask my guest for three moments from their life that led to a light bulb moment of clarity on how to leave their life for the better. This podcast is produced by Six Seconds Europe and who are dedicated to growing awareness of emotional intelligence. For further information on Six Seconds and EQ, please see our website sixseconds.org slash EU. Our guest this week is Debbie Hatsivasalu, the founder of WorkWise, a training and human resources consulting firm based in Athens, Greece. Debbie trained as a psychologist in New York and she has trained over 75,000 people to her consultancy and she brings that vast experience of dealing with people at all levels to this week's episode. Debbie picked three very personal moments of clarity drawn from her life in New York and Athens. This is an inspirational episode from an inspiring woman offering three great life lessons. Hello, Debbie. How are you doing? It's great to see you. Same here, Fergal. Thank you so much for inviting me. We both did the EQPC course. I think that was July last year and we haven't Mm -hmm. seen each other since then. So it's great to see you. Same here. Thank you so much. Can you tell me uh, where you are now or tell everybody where you are? Look at you. Yeah, I, I'm located in Greece, in Athens, Greece, uh, in a suburb called Politia. Um, so by the mountains, I have a beautiful view of a very, very cold and windy day today. So you do get a winter in Athens then, do you? We do. We do. Not as much as you do. Um, but um, for us, 12 degrees is really cold. But by December or January, February, those three months, mostly January, February, we might even have zero or minus two for a couple of days. And could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Because I'm 54 and I've been working for 35 years, I have a lot to say. So I'm going to try and pick and choose the the main highlights. So um, I am a psychologist. Uh, I'm both a therapist and an organizational psychologist. uh, And I practice both simultaneously. So I deal mainly with adults and couples in my psychotherapeutic uh, work. And I have a company called WorkWise and we do a coaching as I am a certified ICF PCC coach um, and now an EQ PC and all the rest, you know, for a girl around uh, emotional intelligence that I love so much. Um, and we do tra- lots of training. So I've trained over 65,000 people in my tenure and HR consulting. Um, I have studied and worked for many years in the States, in New York. I was born in Chicago by Greek parents, um, and I have been living in Greece for the past 26 years. I'm a mother of three children, uh, 19 and a half, 17 and 15 years old. And I don't know what your three moments of clarity is, but I'm very, I can't wait to hear them. So can we, we go into your first one then. What is your first moment of clarity? It can be anything, a moment of change uh, big or small? Okay. I think my, my problem is narrowing, narrowing it down at three, I know. <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you. I knew so, that would um, be the case. You know, I thought I was going to tell you about my divorce, and it is a moment of clarity, but not my first one. As I'm speaking to you, I'm realizing that my first moment of clarity was when I went to medical school 
that's how I started off my studies. I went to medical school in Brussels at ULB, University, the Free University of Brussels. Um, that's how it's called. And uh, I, I dropped out of medical school and my father had a, a fit. He couldn't believe that I, you know, I was able to, to do two years of medical school and then I just drop out. And, you know, this is many years ago. And in Greece, things were really, really, I don't know about the rest of the world, but in Greece, you know, you either became a mechanic or a doctor or a teacher, but, ah, okay, a teacher kind of thing, you know, so, or an architect, you know. So when you drop out of one of those schools, it was a big deal. So he decided not to talk to me for a while. And that was, I, I, I started working. And after two years of working in Greece, um, a friend of mine sent me a letter saying, blah, 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 blah. She was in England, had just finished her bachelor. I'm going to New York to study. Why don't you come with me was the last sentence. And at that moment, I took a little piece of paper and I wrote, yes. And I put it in a little envelope and I put a stamp on it and I sent it back to her in London. And I said, if that reaches her, I'm gone. And of course it reached her. And in August, I left with one suitcase and no job or anything else. But when I got my feet in New York, I, that, that moment, I still remember leaving from the airport, going up those bridges into Manhattan. And I thought to myself, you know what? There's nothing that can stop me from being who I'm meant to be. Nothing. And really nothing stopped me. But I remember that moment. I mean, the strength I felt in me, I was 22 years old and all of my friends had already completed their first degree. And for me, it was okay for me, for the rest of the world, maybe not, but for me, it was okay. And I got a job um, in October 10th. I will still remember And January, I enrolled for my psychology degree. So I worked during the day and studied at night finished in three and a half years with a really good GPA because this was what I was meant to do. I knew it in my heart. So it was not an easy ride. I mean, New York was, is a cutthroat society. It was back then, it still is now. Um, but you know, when you, when you have that purpose in front of you, and I think I had it at the age of 22 and I still have the same purpose till now, it's my driving force. There's nothing that can stop you. I mean, it can halt you, it can hurt you, it can make you stop for a while and think and, and you know, rearrange or whatever, but stop you? No, your, if your purpose is clear, it can't stop you. So that was my first moment of clarity and my purpose was and still is, so I think that's your next question. Um, I need to do whatever I can in my life to make sure that I am part of mine and whoever is near me developmental journey. This is a need in me and it drives me. So I'm here with you today because it answers to my, my, the question and my purpose. Why are you doing this with Fergal? Because today is a day off for us in Greece. It's a big day. It's the 28th of October. It's a historic day. It's a day that the Greeks during the war said no to the to Italy and fought back and we won our liberty. So it's a big day for us. But, you know, why should I get up and do this with Fergal? A, because I like Fergal, okay, but why else? Because it will bring me a, a step closer to my development and whoever else is listening out there. So it always answers to that. 
So my second clarity moment of clarity that I can remember right now and talk about is when when um, my ex-husband decided that this is it. He can't take three children and the whole me being this dynamic woman and, you know, and he didn't want this anymore. So I went back into therapy again because I've been in therapy, you know, on and off my entire life due to what I do in some shape and form. Um, and so I went to my therapist, uh, to a different therapist, a new therapist. I wanted to be completely objective and everything. And I said to her, you know, I'm not here to tell you what a jerk my ex-husband is, which I will, you know, but it's not the point. The point is, what was my part in this? Because I, I want to become a better person for me and my children. And I have this purpose in life. So I need to develop if I don't develop, how can I be a part of anybody else's development? Um, and I got tons of clarity through that. And my main clarity, which I will share with you, is that I decided that it's okay to be this dynamic person. Even in a society where dynamic women are not accepted as females, as sexy, right? I mean, not anymore, but me growing up, it was like that. Thank you you know, whatever, the blessings of whatever. Now it's better. But I was always pointed out, you know, ah, you know, my friends or guys or my dad or, you know, their friends, it would say, you know, so dynamic and so great, but sweetie, not easy to find a guy like that. You know, that was, that was, the, that was a sentence I grew up with. So, and that's, I think that's why my ex-husband left me as well. I was not a pussycat, you know, so uh, through therapy, I decided I'm embracing me for who I am. And I will make sure that this dynamic virtue that I have is transmitted in a way that is productive. And there, there was my fault. I was this dynamic person, but I was also too blunt and too direct. And, and through that, not, a, not much of empathy. So... That was my second clarity and helped me in my life so much as a mother, as a professional, as a friend, took my tone on a different color. I'm not going to say down, but I changed colors, you know, from bright red and really strong. I took that dynamic and made it a little bit of blue, maybe purple, maybe yellow, you know. So still the same strong dynamic person, but different colors. Um, okay, so the third moment of clarity was given to me from my son. So about six, seven years ago, my middle son, who's today 17, back then he was around 10. And we had a big, big, huge economic crisis in Greece. Um, as you know, it was you know really known everywhere. And this brought a lot of tax issues in Greece. So a lot of us who were either freelancers or had a company or whatever, all of a sudden we're faced with 70% of our income being taxes. So this was a huge problem for me financially, raising my children on my own, all three, and raising them financially on my own as well, unfortunately. Um, I, I went through a really, really bad time. So I sat my children down, they were having a meal, and I said, you guys, I need to talk to you. And you guys meant, seven, sorry, uh, yeah, eight, 10, and 12 years old. <laughs> so I said, I need to talk to you. I said, so, you know, mommy's going through a really tough time financially right now. 
And all I want from you is to partner up with me. I said, what does that mean? I said, well, for about a year, I need you not to ask for anything. I need you to trust me that I'm going to get you the best that I can. But don't ask me for anything extra because the answer is going to be no and it's going to make me feel really bad and it's going to hurt you as well. So I need you to know in advance that for about 12 months, this is going to be the deal. I'm going to do the best I can. And, and if you partner up with me, I guarantee you that after 12 months, everything's going to be good again. So my middle son was having his meal and he had big cheeks and he said to me, mom, are we going to have somewhere to stay? I said, yeah, probably we're, we're going to be able to stay where we are, but we might have to go live with grandma and grandpa. Things get really bad. I don't know. He said, okay. And then he said, are we going to have something to eat? I said, yeah, maybe not sushi, but you know, we're going to have something to eat and survive. And then he said, mom, are we going to be all together? I said, oh yeah, that I can guarantee. He said, oh, well then no problem. Do whatever you have to do. And at that moment, of course, I was in tears. And I thought to myself, why all the stress you went through? Look how simple it is, you know? Of course, you're going to fight for your kids and to survive and bounce back. But this is what you're going to bounce back on. You know, this togetherness and this love and this total faith and trust that you have. This is going to be your energy. This is your fuel. This is what you need to survive and, and do well. So I never forgot that. And it, you know, it's this little thing that, that you go, wow, you know, how can I possibly forget this? You'll never forget it either. You know, you, that's a great lesson that, that things can be simplified in life. To get It was, know. it was for them. And I think it still is, like you say, I think to, to this day, they say, mom, uh, so my daughter, my daughter calls me yesterday. She's out with her friend. And she says, mom, I found those shorts. I really, really wanted. Is it okay? They cost 35 euros. Can I get them? <laughs> so they still, you know, they're still asking if it's okay. And I love it. You know what? I love it. Because my motto in life is, and I have hashtagged this, is keep your feet on the ground and aim for the stars. So be humble and aim for the stars. But through you, your humility, not through your arrogance, because arrogance drowns you. Humbleness um, explodes, takes you up high, you know, inside here. So it's a different kind of high. Um, the stars are different kind of stars. It's not, you know, having the best position or being the best in the world or having the most money. It's being the best of who you can be. It's that kind of stars, you know. It's aim for your best version, not in comparison to somebody else, but in comparison to you. Be your best version of yourself. Your first moment, same thing, like going to New York. That was a great lesson to learn for the rest of your life, isn't it? And even I'm sure you've told your kids that, like when you're aiming for something and you have the courage you know, you could do anything after that. Absolutely. Well, as a matter of fact, after the year of really difficult financial situation went by, um, I had, during that year, there are four of us, right? There my three children and myself. So I bought each one of us a piggy bank. 
And I told them that we, each one of us, depending on our income, so they had like a, you know, five, 10, 20 euros that I gave them, we will put whatever percentage of what we think in our piggy bank. And then a year later, we will open our piggy banks and I will have a surprise for you. So a year later, we opened our piggy banks. And of course, I was in a much better situation because I made some smart moves people advised me to do. And I took them on their first trip to New York. So my, my really good friend who's still there took us up in his apartment. And I, I took them from where I started working to my bachelor degree, to my master's degree, to where I was working all through, you know, I, my, my, all my studies was working because I paid for all my life and my studies and everything. And I shared this moment with them, you know, the bridge moment. And I wanted them to know that when you do something that you really, really love, then whatever you have to do to get there is not a sacrifice, it's a journey. You know, if, you, if, you, if I call it a sacrifice, that means that I would rather do something else than do that. And there's nothing else I would rather do. So it, that's not a sacrifice. So, you know, my kids were asking, how did you feel when everybody else was having a student life and, you know, you were working eight and nine and 10 hours a day, and then you had to go to school and then you had to study in the middle of the night or on weekends or whatever. I said, I feel blessed, full, complete, because I did everything. I didn't sacrifice anything. I just did not sit five hours having coffee with someone, but I went out at night and I did my trips and, and you know, had fun and my parties and everything, but I had a schedule. That's the difference. So, you know, not a sacrifice, it's choice. Like when I was in college, um, you know, we in Ireland, you would go away every summer, like you go to America or you go to Munich or wherever. Mm-hmm. I remember being in Munich and working in the BMW factory and it was hard physical work, but I learned as much there as I did in college because I remember going every day I'm going to really study when I go back because I couldn't do this all my life so you learn you know so that works you learn as much from that as as any college really absolutely or you know what or maybe somebody's lesson would be I'm not made for college I love doing this I want to be in this factory yeah. Doing this, I by the way, I have I have been to the BMW factory in Munich because BMW had, was my client in workwise for many many years, um, and it is very hard work. You're absolutely right, but for somebody, this is the love of their life. True. This is what they love to do. They they wake up every morning saying, "I I want you know I." For somebody like this, maybe their purpose is, I want to make sure that I do everything in my power that when Fergal buys his first BMW. Everything is in place. And I was a part of that, you know. So yeah. that's, I think that's the important thing. This is what I, I try to teach my kids. My eldest son is already in Edinburgh studying. And I hope this is what he wanted to study all his life. And if not, we'll see. Um, but my, my point is by, by aiming to be the best version of who you want to be, not the best w- version of what, society wants or your dad wants or you know your friends think of you or it's the best version of who you want to be whatever that is if you do it then you're going to be a happy person and whatever you do to achieve that will be part of your journey and not anything you sacrifice 
So I, I knew that you'd be an inspiration and you have been. It's lovely talking to you again. So that the last question that I ask everybody is if you close your eyes and take four deep breaths, where would your happy place be and why? You know, um, that is such an interesting question. And <laughs> being, again, I will, I will end this conversation as I started, being at the age I am, and because I had my birthday just now on the 25th, so I just became 54. And I, I have had, I realized at the age of 54 that I've had quite a journey in my life, you know, working since the age of 19 and haven't stopped at all and all the difficult things I've been through, but all the wow, fantastic moments I've had. So my, my, my first instinct was to describe to you a beautiful place in Greece, um, in, a, in an island called Evia, which is not the, the islands that most tourists go to. Um, when I had gone for the first time in my life, free camping. Um, and, you know, the, we were alone on this beach and Evia's green. So in front of us was the endless beach and the pebbles and behind us was the endless green. And we showered in the, you know, green and it was like you were in Blue Lagoon kind of thing. But I was, as I was thinking of that, I, and I closed my eyes and I, and I was there. I was thinking, why, why is that your favorite? Why is that your happy place? And the answer is because it was a moment in my life and because of the nature, I think, and the quietness that I got in touch with me. So, you know, if I'm gonna be honest with you, when I, re when I thought about that, my real answer today is inside of me. My happy place is inside of me. It's when I have, and you know, I, even when I'm telling you this, I, I, I get really emotional because it's such a journey to feel that. It's not a given. It's not, you know, it's so difficult to get to inside of you. You know, it's so much easier to get to Alaska from yes. Greece than to do the journey from me to me. And I think that I have been able to, I haven't explored all of that journey yet, but I, 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 I know how to get to me now. And, I'm, and I mean now, like the past maybe two years. So a really important station was COVID, right? It helped me pull up, I mean, now I didn't pull up the brakes, COVID did. So, you know, I was on a, on a running course of like no time to breathe kind of thing. And I, here I am teaching people about empathy and EQ and, you know, communication and breathing and I'm not doing any of that. And then COVID comes and pulls the brakes, you know, like you're on the train and it has that thing where you pull the brakes and everything stops and everything falls all over the place. That's how I felt in many people, I think, with COVID. And then I was forced to breathe. <laughs> you know, I had nothing else to do. So, because there was no work for like at least six months. And so that's how I got into six seconds. That's how I got to meet you, right? Because I breathed and, and I listened 
to what I need. And I slept that I haven't done, I had not done in years because I was raising these kids on my own and working and studying and blah, 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 blah. And noise. All of a sudden, all of that was so much noise. And all of a sudden, everything was quiet. So that beach, I now have in here. And I don't take it as a given because many times I, it's so easy to let it go and go back to the noise. And Fergal, I'm struggling so much now that things are going a little bit back to how they were before to keep that balance and have my one foot in the noise and the, but keep my peace and quiet as well. I don't, I so much don't want to lose my happy place. You described my COVID time exactly the same and that's the thing it's just to get that balance for me it's say go finding time just to go for a walk and it's funny because you described it perfectly the happy place because I always go it's the walk down by the river but it's not actually it's the feeling it's the calmness that you get yeah Yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, tell you one more thing if I have a one minute of course um so I always used to tell my kids God forbid, if, if I leave this life and, you, you know, and, and you're too young, you don't know what to do with me, I would like you to um, burn me, you know, and, and I had a specific place where I wanted them to put the ashes. And now, because, because I used to project my happy time with, with somewhere or something. And now we were having a drive of my kids going on a trip during the summer. And my son said, where is that place again that you wanted us to go? And I said, you know what? Change your plans. They said, what do you mean? I said, if that happens, do whatever you want. They said, what do you mean? I said, I will be gone. And my happy place, I'm here. I got it. And when I'm gone and it's just a body, it's whatever makes your brain and your feelings feel good. So do whatever you will feel good with. And that's when I knew I had found my happy place. I hope you enjoyed our guest this week. I would ask that you please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that a new episode will appear in your library every week. I would also really appreciate if you could leave a rating and review so that others discover this podcast. For more information on emotional intelligence and how Six Seconds Europe can help you, please go to sixseconds.org slash EU. Take care and see you next week. You are listening to Moments of Clarity, Journeys with EQ by Six Seconds Europe.